This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 8th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, I got to give you props for rocking the Pantera sweatshirt on the anniversary of uh, Dimebag's uh, tragic uh, death, but uh, very cool. Thanks, man. I'm actually going to cover a little Dimebag tribute in the entertainment section. Spoiler alert. Um, to tie with the uh, shirt today. You know what's kind of random? Uh, I've had this hoodie since high school. No kidding. I got this like junior year in high school, and you would never know. I, I rarely wear it. It is in like still mint condition, but I have had this thing. Here, I'll zoom out so you guys can see. The damn thing still fits me. Nice. Had this had this hoodie since junior year of high school. Bought it at a Hot Topic in Reno. Not ma- not many people <laughs> can totally, say that. Totally okay. random, man. Longest piece of clothing I've owned. <laughs> yeah, not many people can say that about uh, clothes they owned in high school that it still fits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy, huh? It's weird. <laughs> so, uh, did you do anything fun with your day off yesterday? Yeah, man. Uh, played Santa Claus. I, you know, I was a little like I was thinking yesterday. I have not really started Christmas shopping, you know, like I got you a birthday gift and then I start thinking like, okay, going to get this person this, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, went out, had a goal to be home by like three in the afternoon, go out. Dude, I didn't get home till like closer to like seven thirty, eight o'clock, but uh, went to a lot of stores, bounced around a lot of different places. Not going to say what I got yet because, you know, they watch. So. Right. Um, yeah, but I feel accomplished. I actually overbought, so there'll be some things going back. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of those things you forget. Like, I was smart last year. I pre-bought some Christmas gifts, like, like after they went on sale or whatever, and I just stashed them in my closet. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I could take this back. So, you know, but it was good. I, I would say I went from about uh, 5% done to now about 90% percent done so nice i'm at about the 50 percent range right now so uh 
Yeah, luckily not too much more to go, but the good news is it is good, and thank and thank God it's payday on Friday. <laughs> you know, because I I hate having a balance on my credit card, and there'll be a balance for a few days, so I have to get over my OCD on that for just a couple of days. So yeah, it makes sense. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, and this actually works out well. Tony, have you ever gone into a store, maybe a grocery store, maybe you were buying Christmas presents, and realized you forgot something important? Oh, yeah, dude. Sometimes I have uh, ADD and I, I go in with the purpose of buying somebody something and I buy myself something. Or I totally go in and buy a bunch of things and then I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to buy that. So, yeah, yeah, it's happened. Okay. <laughs> well, and typically that's a wallet or in this day and age, a, a mask that you forgot in your car. Well, in this case. Oh, the, you mean like that? Yeah. Yeah. Those sorts of uh, important uh, things. Y- yeah. I've gotten to the store with no wallet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done that too. Well, in this case, it appears that this guy forgot to uh, bring his pants. After a brief. I uh, never had that problem. <laughs> yeah, after a brief police chase, deputies apprehended a man accused of not wearing pants at the next door food store in Talmadge Township. Ottawa County Sheriff deputies were dispatched at 5 p.m. Monday on a call for indecent exposure. The caller provided a suspect and vehicle description to dispatchers. Upon arrival, deputies located the suspect uh, vehicle leaving the parking lot and conducted a traffic stop on the car. The investigating deputy made contact with the suspect, and according to the release, when the deputy returned to his police car to continue the investigation, the suspect fled. A vehicle pursuit began, and the suspect fled north through an unincorporated community of Marne, eventually coming to a stop in the area of 16th Avenue. The suspect was taken into custody and lodged at Ottawa County Jail without further incident. The suspect's name is being withheld pending arraignment. The incident remains under investigation. Um, The funny thing is that, you know, they mentioned he's pantsless, so my guess is he was Donald Duckin' it, walking around with a T-shirt or something and just letting it all hang out below or... (laughs) <laughs> That's about all I got for you, Mike. I don't have the uh, juices quite flowing for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be very careful about the sections that he visited uh, in the grocery store. Yeah, I picture, like, he should, I'm like, that would have been awesome when you say he's Donald Duck in it. Like, now I just picture this grown-ass man with, like, a little blue beret up here and, like, a little sailor shirt just walking around. <laughs> hey, could have been. For all we know, this uh, story was somewhat vague, except for the fact that he was just not wearing pants. So, you know, it's the way it goes. It's like it's the way we like to kick things off each every each day. Wow, words are hard this morning. And it's not even Wednesday. It's either. not Wednesday yet. In any case, we have a wonderful show lined up for you, folks. It is Tuesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday. Yeah, it is. As we do on Tuesdays, we're going to take you through Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Silly Sleep Talk. Our call-in topic today is the worst TV series finale ever. We have a segment called Strange Subscription Boxes. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a couple minutes.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 8th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you were Donald Ducking it in your favorite grocery store. <laughs> we want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, Phoenix fans. It is December 8th. 2020 and it's a taco tuesday let's go with that filippo fast five hey oh man washington hands the pittsburgh steelers its very first loss as the what the fudge football team wft won 23 17 pretty shocked. shocking didn't see that one coming nope not especially not from washington wow yeah <laughs> uh jets fired defensive coordinator greg williams after hit the legendary awful loss to the raiders what made this legendary is the the uh jets were about to win their very first game this season and the raiders had to do a hail mary to score a touchdown so all you do in that is you block all the receivers that that way you can break it up. Well, he did a full on blitz and that allowed all the receivers to be wide open. Derek Carr got it off. Bing Raiders win. Good job, Nevada. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, the jets, they called that probably the dumbest defensive play in NFL history. One of the worst. So pretty close. What cost him his job. Dick Allen. Seven-time All-Star in 1972 American League MVP for the Philadelphia Phillies. Unfortunately, has passed away at age 78. Um, he was voted to one of the first All-Star teams, so good for you, Dick. Uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, a.k.a. WWE Superstars. I'm sure they have real names other than their characters. But nonetheless, they welcomed their first child together. Baby's name is Ro. R-O-U-X. Ro. I'm assuming name. I'm saying that right, but I don't know. Sounds about right. Philip Anselmo, formerly the lead singer of Pantera, and the Illegals will perform Pantera's vulgar display of power in its entirety on a summer 2021 European tour. Two things that are wrong with that. Number one, we may not be touring by that point. Fingers crossed we are, but I don't know if we will be. (laughs) And number two, Phil unfortunately can't really sing like he could back then. But good on him. I'd still see uh, probably a Pantera fronted set from him if it came through the Colorado area. Yeah. So with that being said, that's your Filippo Fast Five. I kind of stretched it with the Raider thing. I had to explain that if you didn't follow that, if you didn't follow football and understand why. Uh, but as uh, Christian alluded to at the top, the, the metal community was turned upside down on December 8th, 2004. Uh, today, uh, you know, on that day, it was the 24th anniversary of the assassination of John Lennon. Uh, music fans across the globe were bombarded by instant messages, emails, phone calls from friends and family informing them or wanting to know that rumors of uh, the Pantera and Damage playing guitar Steinbeck Darrow had really been killed on stage. Um, just a horrific day. Um, so uh, I remember uh, waking up... Um, to my alarm clock and it uh, had KBPI was on and Willie B was talking about 
dime bag getting shot on stage, and I thought I was having a dream. I was like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, just really stab hit terror was, uh, you know, still one of my favorite bands. I don't listen to them as much as I used to, but uh, still just phenomenal guitar player. Do you remember that morning happening? I do, actually. I went to work, and uh, one of my buddies that I was working with, also a big metalhead, <clears throat> said that, uh, you know, Dimebag was shot on stage, and it was almost unbelievable. Uh, you know, I didn't had to check to see if he was joking, and then sure enough, you know, it was confirmed that uh, some crazy fan who blamed him for the breakup of Pantera, um, you know, ended up shooting the place up, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, Dimebag was the uh, casualty along with their uh, drum tech or guitar tech, who I forget. Uh, it was... Uh... The, I believe it was the guitar tech. Uh, he was a long because he was with them in Pantera as well, um, and I guess he was trying to get to go after his brother Vinny as well, who was on drums, was trying to kill him as well. But they got him out of there in time. Vinny went on to live a, a pretty lengthier life. I mean, he didn't get to. Li- he still died at a young age too, but that was just due to health complications. Exactly. You know, fortunately, but he did at least give us some. Cool music with the band, hell yes. That was fun. Um, what I wanted to do here was just kind of give you guys a fast five, but a fast five facts of Dimebag Daryl as a tribute to him. I like it. Um, I, I think that'd be pretty cool. So I won't go into too much depth, but just to give you guys out there that are not metalheads know, he's just a fantastic guitarist. Um, even if you don't like heavy metal, you just got to appreciate the skill and talent that this guy had. He was probably in my ranks of guitarists, definitely top five i mean he was up there with like eddie van halen just what they could do with the guitar to make it a dis- just their own You're very distinct if if you heard his riffs you, you knew, knew it was him exactly. so um number one fun fact dimebag had a musical upbringing and he originally played the drums hmm. um which is pretty dang cool it ended up being his brother Vinny to play drums uh dimebag loved to party and invented his own cocktail which uh, it was, it's uh, creating the Black Tooth Grin, which is a large shot of Seagram 7, a large shot of Crown Royal, and a splash of Coca Cola. It's got- uh, named after the Megadeth song Sweating Bullets. So <laughs> I was about to drop that fun fact on you, but uh, you already had it included in there. Yeah, I had it ready to roll. Speaking of Megadeth, he actually turned down an invite to join Megadeth because his brother was not allowed to join with him. So before Pantera's breakout success, Dimebag initially accepted a personal invitation to join Megadeth by Dave Mustaine on the sole condition that Dimebag's brother Vinny got to join as well. Um, didn't happen that way, but could you imagine Megadeth with with Dimebag and Vinny? Would have been a weird metal mix. It would have been weird. Would have been awesome. We never would have gotten Pantera, and the chances are they would have been kicked out of the band in two years anyway. So, Yeah, this fourth fact is, is lame, and I don't like it. Um, it's just his killer was mentally unstable and possibly upset over the Pantera breakup. We know that was the right. fact. They don't even know why that was a fun five fact included in that. So I'm going to pass over that idiot and not give him credit for anything. Uh, Dimebag was the last one I'll share is Dimebag was buried in a kiss casket as he was an avid kiss fan. Um, and he was buried with one of Eddie Van Halen's guitars. So, um, I think, uh, that's just one of those amazing things that, uh, you know, he got to, even though he tragically met his end, it was very cool that not only did he get 
buried in one of his favorite band's caskets, but when his favorite guitarist showed up at the funeral and laid one of his personal guitars in the casket with him. So, and uh, thank God no one's dug that up. So yeah, uh, no kidding. creepy and morbid. Uh, but you know, his brother Vinny also got to be buried in a casket at his casket as well. Yep. No, no Van Halen guitar in that one. So, <laughs> and that's it for your Pantera tribute. You know, uh, we'll remember uh, some dime bag today. So if you want to take a shot of that black tooth grin, we told you how to, what's included in it. So, uh, Go ahead and make Cheers. yourself one. Uh, yep. Get your pool, as he used to say, you know. Uh, moving on, we're going to stay in one story with music before we go into actual entertainment. Um, Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, Steven Tyler PJs, Steven Tyler PJs, <laughs> and Joe Perry took part in Wayne's World Virtual Reunion. Uh, last night, uh, Josh Gad's uh, Wayne's World Reunion premiered on YouTube. So it's back, reunited apart. There's really no advertisements for it. It's a YouTube show that puts together uh, old classic movies or TV shows and gets them all back together, uh, all for a special cause. So uh, last night, um, and if you guys don't know Josh Gad, he's the voice of Olaf. Um, The last one he did was uh, back in June with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That was the last one. Well, with Wayne's World turning 28 this year, he got the cast of Wayne's World back together. So Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Tia Carrera, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Alice Cooper. Who else was in that? Ed O'Neill. Um, a lot of cast. Penelope. You know, it was funny. Is Penelope, the director, Penelope Spears. I thought she had passed away, man. I oh, didn't really? know she was still alive. Yeah, She's still around. She was on there, too. And. And it was just really cool to have watch them talk. And it's Mike Myers is still funny as ever when he can be in character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's hilarious. Like, and it's amazing how him and Dana Carvey could still turn on the Wayne and Garth voices. Like, like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if you guys get a chance out there, I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but it starts out with Joe Perry and Steven Tyler, Josh Gad trying to get them to reunite. And they're like, you, you act like this is real life. It's very funny. Um, you can tell some people did not age well. Tia Carrera, she aged well. She looks the same. Rob Lowe looks about the same. <laughs> um, you know, some people definitely, uh, what was that? Uh, Noah's Arcade's wife um, did not age so well. But that's okay. Time time has its way of taking a toll on you. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, check that on YouTube. Yeah, Reunited Apart. Next week, they tease Karate Kid. Ooh. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, uh, in the Netflix world, actually, I got to read this. I got one minute before I have to get the birthday. So I'll save the other one hurry, for tomorrow, hurry. but I want to get this one in. Uh, KFC is making its own lifetime original movie starring AC Slater, Mario Lopez. What? The four- <laughs> Oh yeah. I have to read this cause it's crazy. Say the, it, the picture of, of, of Mario Lopez all buffed out dressed as the Colonel. It's funny, man. <laughs> the former Saved by the Bell star plays a handsome Colonel Sanders caught in a love triangle in the upcoming short film. Lifetime movies are a beloved genre all their own. Whether these made-for-TV movie flicks appeal to you or your personal tastes or not. But at least one literal tastemaker has decided to go all in. Kentucky Fried Chicken. They added some spice and herbs to this holiday film season. On December 13th, Lifetime will be airing a recipe for seduction, a 15-minute Christmas Lifetime original mini-movie released in partnership with KFC and starring none other than Mario Lopez as Colonel Harnell 
Ar sorry, Colonel Harlan Sanders. Lopez now joins a long of established actors who portrayed a colonel. Um, and this is also a tie-in um, just to promote uh, really Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, he'll also be in Feliz Navidad, filmed in Carson City. That'll also be coming in. But uh, it's just great. He's got like this good-looking lady, which I think it's his real-life wife on the front. It's like Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders. He's all buffed out. So that's pretty hilarious. If you're into it, to me, it's just goofy. I would probably not watch this, but I'd like to see clips of it because it just looks ridiculously stupid, <laughs> but funny nonetheless. Exactly. So while that is the entertainment news, I uh, let's see if we can get Christian. Let's watch Christian's faces as I read the weird birthday puns. So birthday time it is. This first one's going to stump you a little bit because I had to Google. I didn't know much about this, but let's see if they get you. All right. Anac Anaconda, Pink Friday, Fefe. She likes the color pink or likes to sing about the female anatomy. Um, and she hates Mariah Carey. Mm. Let's see. I was going to say LL Cool J at first, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Nicki Minaj, she's 38. She sings about an anaconda. Like every song was like, Pink Friday, pink this. And I'm like, well, I think she likes the color pink or she likes something else. Um, Damon Salvatore in The Vampire Diaries and Boone Carlisle in Lost. My friend's Annie, my friend Annie's Instagram, Ian Sommerhalder. He's 42. I didn't have much for him either. It's a lot of big but words, But you'll get too. this one. <clears throat> this guy likes to get psychosocial while waiting and bleeding. And he's looking through the glass. Find this dude who's made of scars outside a ZZY road, and you and you may find snuff. Just say you'll just say you'll haunt him. CMFT, aka Corey Mother F and Taylor, is forty-seven. Lead singer Slipknot, Stone Sour. If you guys don't know that, ah, yep. uh, this most PG poop talker, formerly of the AFC West, used to be lightning in the whale's vagina. Ten kids later, he still chases Lombardi. Now, instead of riding the lightning, he rides a colt and hopes to win a flippin' G-dang Super Bowl. My uncle's doppelganger, Philip Rivers. He's 39. Longtime commentator for the WWE. He is no Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jerry Lawler, Randy Savage, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Vince McMahon, Gorilla Monsoon. But, hey, he's currently the voice of the WWE now. That's Michael Cole. He's 52. Ah, uh, this merry little hobbit got lost in the Lord of the Rings before he bolted at back is Charlie. It's still not Penny's boat. He's uh, Dominic Monaghan. He's 44. This desperate housewife got bored waiting around the daily planet and stuck flirting with that nerd Clark Kent. Well, that's Terry Hatcher and she's 56. This birthday boy will rust in peace before the countdown to extinction his soft little handshake will cause you euthanasia, but that's a risk you will have to take. This former Megadeth guitarist is 58 and rocking kimonos since Paul Revere's kicks. Happy birthday, Marty Friedman. On lastly, on through the night, this guy left girls high and dry, but the pyromania of the stage gave them hysteria and he adrenalized his career. But don't worry, this guy's two steps behind you making promises he can't keep. The guitarist for Def Leppard, Phil Collin, is 63. 
That's your celebrity birthdays today. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, folks, let me give you a kimono handshake. There you go. Folks, that does it for the entertainment news. <laughs> when we come back, it is Tuesday and we do Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, December 8th is what it is. (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) I do that all the time right before the Filippo Fast Five. I'm like... We can talk about what day it is, but when it's the actual date, it's like uh, the eighth. Well, the funny thing is, so I've got multiple systems that I'm working on here, and I realized that uh, for whatever reason, what was going out over the um, uh, the internet computer was the ad was running. I said, it's just, you know. If that's the worst of the tech issues today, knock on wood, then I think we'll be okay. But, you know, it's, it's just. Yeah, I don't need to hear Justin or uh, Andy Samberg going, cool, 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 But in any case, scary. We are all over social media with many of you watching us live right now as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. If you do want to get a hold of us on Facebook, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with a R- F radio, of course, with an R. Riff. Or on Instagram or Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. <laughs> Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Well, without further ado, we bring you Animal Tales, as we do on Tuesday, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a local dog rescue nonprofit dedicated to transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters into the local metro area to help them find homes, give them a second chance at life. For more information, head over to Facebook.com forward slash RoughRidersSaves or to the main website at RoughRiders.org. With that being said, let's rock on into some animal tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do and the old cow just goes moo. <laughs> well, we know Tony <laughs> likes the song. I wonder what. Oh he... yeah, get get you going, man. I always just curious to hear what the rest of that thing is like. <laughs> it, it's pretty much along the same lines. It uh, and I've said it before. It reminds me of those toys where you pull the thing and it says the cow says <laughs> and the hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and kick off with our first story in uh, animal tales. <laughs> so. T- <laughs> Two baby goats have gone missing from Jackson Lake Island, and folks at the outdoor recreation spot in Millbrook say they were kidnapped. A newborn... No! I know. A newborn named Bambi was taken in early November, according to a post on the Jackson Lake Island Facebook page. 
Another name, Bluebell, born on Friday, has disappeared. Goats roam freely around the 60-acre property, a private island in Elmore County that was used as a filming location for the 2003 movie Big Fish. That was a good movie. The Bright family, owners of the Jackson Lake Island, allow the public to use the property for walks, picnics, fishing, camping, and other activities. The peaceful atmosphere was shattered, however, when the baby goats vanished. Here's what the Jackson Baby Lake Goats Island Facebook post said on Monday. We need your help. We are heartbroken to post this, but we're having a problem with people stealing our newborn goats. Bambi was taken earlier this month, but we were able to find him. However, he was away from his mother too long and didn't survive. We do know who's responsible. We have them on camera and have witnesses. Now it's happened again. Bluebell, who was just born this past Friday, is gone. We have good reason to believe she was taken. We are working to gather all evidence. Please help us share and get the word out to help find Bluebell before it's too late. So uh, sad that people feel the need to take, uh, you know, wild animals, goats in this case, uh, baby goats who, you know, are dependent on their mothers. Um, it's just not cool, people. Don't do it. Just no, especially it. like people that are doing their own little farms and stuff. I used to live in a little rural, rural, I can't say that. Rural. Rural. <laughs> rural. Rural area where it was like, um, you know, like everybody had uh, goats and little animals and stuff. And it's just like, you know, people work hard for that. Those those animals are not cheap. You'll leave them alone. Let yeah. them do their thing. Don't You don't need to take it. Let them do what they do. Well, let's move on with Animal Tales. Which <laughs> Along the same lines, pictures have emerged of a sheep wandering into a, ho- into a hotel in Wales, which was spotted roaming outside the hotel lift. Uh, that's an elevator for those of us here in the U.S. The sheep, nicknamed Sydney by the staff, was us- ushered back outside after it let itself into the Premier Inn Hotel in Hollyhead through the electric doors. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> the team were rubbing their eyes when Sydney strolled in. It was a bit like a weird dream, said Linda Pritchard, duty manager of the hotel. Sydney's been uh, Sydney's quite been the talk of the town, and no one in any of the premier inns across the UK has ever heard of anything like this before. It's been lovely, really. He's really put a smile on people's faces. Staff at the hotel said that Sydney is now back to its field after the incident. Uh, yeah, that'd be a little strange walking into your hotel, trying to uh, you know get checked in, and just seeing a, a sheep roaming around. You know, maybe he was getting a room for a, a meet up with one of the. Uh, Little goats from the other story. You don't know what she's right, doing in hotels. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, with our last story in Animal Tales, an Australian diver shared the video recorded by his GoPro while he was using the camera to fight off a charging hammerhead shark underwater. Dean Creek said he was diving for crayfish on Mag- Magpie Reef off Prince Charlotte bay in cape york peninsula in queensland when a hammerhead shark swam directly toward him he said i was about to adjust the camera i just caught the shark coming out of the corner of my eye he said he used the gopro and its mount stick to push the shark away but the shark turned around and came back toward him he said he had to shove the shark with the camera two more times before it left him in peace I was the only person in the water. There were only two people in the boat, he said. Looking back on it, I'm actually quite lucky, but at the time it didn't faze me. Creek said the hammerhead was the largest he had ever encountered in his diving trips. I don't want to be a statistic, so next time I need to be more careful and take some more safety precautions and have another diver in the water with me. So, uh, yeah, uh, another reason to stay out of the waters in uh, Australia 
Sharks are everywhere. If it's not great whites, it's hammerheads, and uh, yeah, no thanks. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the thing about the ocean. Love the ocean. I've always been a big guy. I want to live by the beach one day. Yada yada. But I'm not really, in particular, big on going in the ocean. Not really. Not I'm not that big. I'll go out on the ocean, but not. I'm not really so much going in it. Yeah, there's some scary stuff yeah. out there. But uh, he did. Yeah, there is. He did post the footage, so uh, I will post that on our Facebook page, facebookcom forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio, folks. That does it for Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. When we come back, we've got a segment called Silly Sleep Talk. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 8th. We've reached the fourth and final segment of the first hour, but don't fret, there is still plenty show ahead with our second hour, including our interactive topic of the worst TV series finales ever. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart about 20 in all while you're there be sure to subscribe that way you always have the latest episode leave a review let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring now speaking of sharing we've shared a couple times uh, the run-ins I've had with sleep talkers Um, my ex uh, roommate during college he would wake up or sit up in the middle of the night and be like what are you doing in here get out of course he was totally asleep he'd roll over go mister mister get me out of here <laughs> and then jesse of course she has her night terrors well she'll scream in the middle of the night and go ah and then uh, there are times where she thinks that spiders are crawling on the bed so she'll jump out of bed look realize and then climb back into bed so uh, that's what we're talking about silly sleep talk tony have you ever had a run-in with a sleep talker uh yeah, my ex-wife used to actually talk in her sleep. Anything? Like she'd have full-on conversations. No, they were just usually weird. It was whatever she was dreaming about. So she'd say she'd say things that made no sense, but she would have normal conversations. They just make no sense. And then if you asked her about her dreams in the morning, you're like, oh, so, so how was Paris? What are you talking <laughs> about? I don't know. You were walking down the street in Paris, and you were talking, talking to this person. She, the hell are you talking about so i don't know if it translates to what they what they really know or maybe she just really didn't remember but yeah she would like full-on talk so um yeah i would say the ex-wife would be my the biggest one you know okay. i've personally i've woken i've woke myself up because i like made a loud scream or i was talking or something you know <laughs> um, i've done that once or twice but as far as actual conversations uh the ex, she definitely would. Okay. Sometimes well, I would try to use that to, hey, you want to, uh, it was exit time. <laughs> it was always still. No. No, I'm too tired. What? No. But you're awake. 
In any case, so hey, you're awake. Hello. <laughs> we've got a list of some of the sillier things that people have said in their sleep. For instance, uh, from Facebook user Brittany De Leon said, "Once my partner Brittany De Leon, once, <laughs> wee wee, woo woo. once my partner jumped up in his sleep and said, I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kick that clown's <laughs> ass and take his cotton.' Whoa! <laughs> wow! I want to know what that guy was dreaming." <laughs> And I, I, I hope it's... That's the soundbite right there. I'm going to kick his ass and take his cotton. <laughs> I hope it was cotton candy and not just cotton, because that would be quite strange. But uh, in any case, let's you move... tell him, cotton. <laughs> let's move on with silly sleep talk. This from user Nancy Felicia Nod said, A few months ago, or sorry, a few months after oh, I got married... I was woken up in the wee hours of the morning by my sleeping husband sitting on his knees, hand over his heart, singing the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Boy, that guy's patriotic even in his sleep. That's amazing. Right. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> At least he didn't follow it up with, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Ah, remember having to Under do that? Under States of America. All right, moving on with uh, Silly Sleep Talk. You have uh, user Dega Finn Verland says, My boyfriend was sleep talking and asked, Do I need a driver's license for bumper cars? I'd say that is a valid question. It is a good, that's a very valid question. I agree. The answer is no. No, anybody can drive. But uh, yeah, <laughs> people say the silliest things in their sleep. Don't they, though? Let's move on with uh, this from user Coco Berryfizz says, Apparently, once in my sleep, I told my husband that we can't use his penis for currency. Well, why not? <laughs> is it worth it? I mean, uh, what's the exchange rate? It's... <laughs> I, uh, I'm at a loss for words right there. That's just funny. Well, let's go ahead. And no, Barry, on. we can't use your penis for currency. <laughs> Let's move on. Silly sleep Put talk. That away! From user Malls says, One night I tried to wake my husband up from a nap, and he responded, Sorry, I've already ascended. Boy, that guy must be enlightened. He must be in a state of zen, because apparently he's already ascended, or he was just plain dead. Fatality. Ooh. <laughs> What's uh. a trouser snake? <laughs> Is it worth any money? Moving on, this from uh, user Anonymous Flower Sig says, My wife says some pretty weird things in her sleep, but the weirdest was when she said, F me and use your David Attenborough voice. <laughs> it's too bad. To... Oh. oh, man. You're like, um, I would like that, but do you really want me to use that voice? Too bad Ryan's not on the show still. Uh, you know, he did a, a great day, uh, Richard Attenborough, but David is pretty much the same. Of course, uh, wasn't David Attenborough the voice of uh, Blue Planet and, and all of that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to be in the mindset to try to attempt that because Ryan did a really good job with that. <laughs> that he did, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know what? We, we can only just imagine it in our heads at this point. Let's, right. Let's move on with silly sleep talk. We have user KKylie91 says, I once told my husband to roll over because he was snoring, and he replied in an irritated tone, It's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Then he angrily threw his body onto his stomach and continued sleeping. <laughs> Apparently he was really upset that nobody noticed he was wearing his cardigan. Well, I'm, I'm so mad. 
Uh, moving on with silly sleep talk, you have K clogged out. Says my mom's boyfriend once slammed his hand against the wall in his sleep, and said, "I want the fluffiest pink llamas you have," and then just laid back down. <laughs> That's almost kind of like, "What are you doing in here? They're all gonna <laughs> laugh at you." <laughs> You know, and fluffy pink llamas. Who doesn't want the fluffiest of the yeah. pink llamas? Leave me alone. I want the fluffy pink llamas. Don't judge me. <laughs> Let's move on. You have user Becca Cousinow who says, Once I had a dream I was petting a dog. Well, I woke up the next morning to my husband telling me I was petting him and stroking his head, saying, Good doggy. <laughs> Who's a good dog? Who's a good dog? Who's a good dog? <laughs> That's kind of a good homer right there. There you go. Uh, let's uh, move on with the silly sleep talk. This from user Teresa Ray says, One time my boyfriend tried to wake me for a little action. Well, I must have been dreaming that I was shopping because I, he said I turned around and said, Put your D away. I'm not going to have sex with you in the middle of Dillard's. Then promptly flipped back over. Why not? It's Dillard's. Well, shopping. well there's always, you know, there's... Uh... Always the uh, the dressing room you could go to. I mean, you could. Oh, yeah. But, but if you get caught doing that, uh, you're going to pay a hefty fine oh, and uh, be yeah. a sex offender. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it's really worth that. Yeah. Here's one for uh, Super Bowl fans from uh, a few years past. From user Broncos. Benevolent <laughs> Spirit says, My husband was dreaming that he was a Budweiser frog, and he sat up and croaked, Bud, and laid back down. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Uh, that would have been even better, like, if, like, five minutes later. Wise. <laughs> uh, I, wonder well, if, yeah. I wonder if she followed up with the wise, if he would have followed up with the er. I don't know. We'll Gosh, never know. That, may, that just makes me laugh. Let's move on with Silly Sleep Talk. This from Anal 4F42E83B6. Very original. Says... <laughs> Super original. My then boyfriend was announcing the price is right in his sleep and actually yelled, Come on down! <laughs> That'd be funny if his wife, You're the next contestant on the price is right! <laughs> Moving on. Thanks, Rod Roddy. This from jrook1025 says, My sleeping husband asked if I saw the big butt by the pool. It's a valid question. That, that is see? a good one. Hey, did you see the big butt by the pool? I like big butt. He was butts. huge. It was big. And I cannot you lie. You cannot lie? <laughs> yeah. All, uh, those brother, all those other brothers can't deny. No. Moving on with sleepy, uh, uh, what, silly sleep talk. We have Paige. Silly sleep talk, you little friend. Paige's bell says, my ex said that I rolled over to her while I was asleep, started crying, and asked her why I didn't make a dessert for the dog. Yeah. yeah, why? Dogs want to treat, uh, want desserts and treats too. Just make sure it's not they do chocolate. That's the big thing. Yeah, you don't make sure it's definitely not chocolate. No bueno. <laughs> and then finally, with silly sleep talk, you have this from user Jobber says once my wife mumbled, "Where are the little teacher pimps? Their pockets fat with state money." Boy, I wonder where she was going with that one. That's. Uh... That can be a little concerning. What is, hopefully she wasn't a teacher and teaching some strange things. But in any case, folks, we are headed 
into our long break. When we come back, it is our interact topic of worst TV series finales ever. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy the news. Take a pee break. And we'll be back in just a little bit. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. December 8th, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, rocking a new Pantera shirt. How you holding up so far, Tone? Doing good, man. Feeling feeling good before the overnight shift tonight, so that way I'm a little more peppy than I will be likely tomorrow. Yeah, I only own two Pantera shirts. I own the hoodie and the t-shirt, and uh, still honoring Dimebag that way, so... Uh, wearing the second Pantera shirt today. so Very cool, very cool. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we invite you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to chime in on our topic of the day. Of course, we do ask uh, and solicit that you call in for the next day's topic on the Phoenix line, that number 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We'll give you tomorrow's topic at the end of this segment, and then uh, that way you can call in for tomorrow. In any case, uh, today's topic and something that you can chime in on our live Facebook video. Boy, that's a lot of small words to say in a succession on our live small words in succession baby head over to facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio click into the live video and comment there topic today is worst tv series finales as boy words are (laughs) worst tv series finale ever so I mean, there's so many to choose from, obviously. Oh, yeah, there is. Especially the more beloved the series, if the ending is disappointing, it's even more disappointing for those that absolutely love a series. Now, Tony, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to kick things off. What was your choice for the worst TV series finale ever? Uh, For me, it was definitely... um... It was a tie between two shows I loved a lot. I'm only going to say one right now. I'll save the other for later, as I told you off air. Um, we we had to we had to discuss uh, which show, so we didn't step on each other's toes exactly. for this one. Uh, but for me, it was Dexter. Um, I thought Dexter was a fantastic show. Uh, really peaked by season five with the Trinity Killer. And then you kind of had the, uh, was it the Doomsday Killer in season six? And then seven was just kind of, it just kind of 
Yeah, by the time I got to season eight, man, it was pulling teeth. But uh, <laughs> the end was so bad because they could have – how it was supposed to go out was it was supposed to be like all the seasons was Dexter's life flashing before his eyes, and it was supposed to end with him on the uh, electric chair. He had finally got caught. So season eight would have like revealed he was in prison, and, and it would have ended with him on the uh, – the electric chair getting the death penalty. So that's how it was supposed to end. But what we got instead was uh, Dexter um, had still continued on, you know, Deb got killed and then he took her out and it's like they rode off into this hurricane. And I was like, Oh, fitting. At least he's going to just kill himself. And at least there's no more. This is how it ends. He lost his, lost his best friend, which was his sister, Deb just ride out into this crazy storm out in Florida. And that was the end. The slice of life boat, him, Deb, done. He survives the damn hurricane and ends up in Oregon as a lumberjack. Right. <laughs> he rocks a better beard than I, myself, I might add. But why? Yeah. Why? How does he end up in a hurricane and supposedly dies? Like everyone thinks he's dead, but he ends up in Oregon as a lumberjack. Like that one scene ruined the entire thing for me i was like what a bs ending man that was stupid because now it leaves leaves the whole like it doesn't close the story it leaves it open for more when this was supposed to be the finale finale needs to be a definitive finish like it is done exactly well wrapped it up it is done and now obviously they're coming back and they're going to do a new one which maybe that was their intentions the whole time but i would have liked it to uh, have ended the way it was originally supposed to end. I think that would have been so cool to be like him on death row being like, holy crap, all of that was just flashes before his eyes. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, and not many series get a second chance at redoing the finale. Um, I agree. I I was disappointed by that finale, but the fact that they are coming back um, for what they say is one final season um, is good. You know, they they get that do-over, they get to push that reset button and uh, maybe we'll get that finale that you were just talking about, which would be just a, a wonderful way to wrap things up. Um, Absolutely. We can only hope. Absolutely. So. <laughs> well, folks go ahead and chime in right now on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix radio. Let us know what your pick is for the worst TV series finale ever. There's so many to choose from. And when we come back, I'll go ahead and give you my pick. So, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it is all about you. We'll see you guys in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 8th. We are smack dab in the middle of our interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys, the listeners and watchers, to chime in on the topic of the day. Just head over to our live Facebook video. That's facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. And go ahead and comment in there. Today's topic is the worst TV series finale ever. Now, Tony gave his pick of uh, one of his top two, which was Dexter. 
for me, it's, uh, you know, I was racking my brain to think of, you know, what, what, I, what did I really just hate? And for me, it is more about series that are canceled prematurely and aren't given the opportunity to finish out with a series finale. I figured that any series finale, even if it's as bad as Dexter's, is still better than a show, a beloved show, just being cut off with it sort of leaving it, you know, left hanging. For instance, uh, Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix, which is a fantastic, funny show uh, starring Timothy Oliphant and uh, Drew Barrymore. You know, it's funny, it's a comedy, it's about zombies. But uh, after season three, where they sort of left things ha- hanging that um, uh, Drew Barrymore's Sheila bites her husband, Joel, uh, essentially turning him into a zombie. And of course, you know, we wanted to see where that went into season four. Well, Netflix decided, you know what, we're going to pull the plug on that show and uh, there won't be a season four. And unfortunately, you get that uh, quite a bit sometimes. And, and that's what really disappoints me. What about you, Tom? Oh, yeah, man. I wish they would have been able to keep that show alive. It was great. Like you said, it was funny. And um, I would have loved to see that show at least get a proper finish, at least even if it's just a couple, especially since it was a Netflix show. And they've they've done a good job of saving shows that have died on network TV like Lucifer. Lucifer Mm -hmm. died on Fox. Netflix brought it back, gave it uh, two more seasons, and they're going to get a proper finish to tell their story. And I wish uh, Santa Clarita Diet would have gotten the same. Yeah, I agree. We were talking Last Man Standing yesterday. Obviously, we know we're heading into the final season there. It'll give them a chance to wrap things up and and do things the proper way, but uh, nothing more frustrating than them just pulling the plug on a show prematurely. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you've dedicated and you just – you they some shows just deserve like legit like finales you know like right now if the walking dead got canceled which it won't but if it did you'd be pretty pissed off to be like okay so they have all these loose ends like so how did this start like what where does it finish what like what happens you know Mm -hmm. i mean they do need to get to the point where they need to wrap it up because it's (laughs) uh, at least just the the original story they need to wrap that sucker up well i know they're working on it but uh, it is a long road to that end at this point but uh yeah you know, that's what we're looking for, folks. Uh, go ahead and chime in on our Facebook page right now on the live video at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio with uh, the worst TV series finale ever. What really made you feel disappointed? <laughs> like, I've had no... Oh, I got one finally. Someone chimed in. I was like, no one's chiming in on the Phoenix page. No one's texted me, but I just got a text. We're still live on there, that's so which good. is good. <laughs> so you guys chime in. What's the worst TV series finale on the Phoenix page? We will read it. Um, <clears throat> Lacey chimed in, and I've got Breaking Bad's finale was pretty bad. Um, that was all I got. I didn't watch uh, Breaking Bad, unfortunately. I've heard nothing but great things about the show, um, but I don't know. And, and it must have been pretty bad because they ended up doing a movie to kind of remedy that situation, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Now, in the movie, uh, you only saw Walter White in flashbacks because of the way that the series ended. But, uh, you know, great show. But yeah. uh, it, Well, he it, dies, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't care. It fell victim but, of, uh, you know, just... You know, a great show with a, you know, if it was any other show, that ending may have been satisfying, but with as great as it was, it just didn't meet people's expectations. For instance, like no. this one, which I know is your number two or, or tied for number one, 
the How I Met Your Mother finale. Well, fans waited nine. Yeah, fans mm-hmm. waited nine seasons to finally meet the titular mother, only to have her die shortly after because of terminal illness. To top it all off, Barney, who went through some immense character growth throughout the seasons, reverts to his playboy self, and he and Robin divorce. And after their whole back and forth, Ted and Robin somehow go back to each other, and nothing makes sense. So, eventually, Robin sort of is the mother, but she's the stepmother. She's not the biological mother, which took forever to get to. And, yeah, yeah, very disappointing. Yeah. I know you feel the same That way. was That was exactly uh, That was going to be my one I talked about. But then when I found out you weren't doing Dexter, I was like, well, I'll just go with that. Um, I remember being... <clears throat> they should have wrapped that up in season eight. And I hated what they did in season nine. I, I didn't like that. They, they made Barney and Robin together. That's not how it was ever supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, like you said, it took away. It's like, cause a, if Barney and Ted were such best friends, there's no way that you would move in on your best friend's girl, especially someone that your friend was obsessed with or, had things but you would not go on and marry that girl and then let alone treat her that way and get a divorce because obviously if this girl you've known i mean he had known her for so long like you wouldn't just revert to your old ways and that that would happen and then you'd be pretty pissed if your buddy ended up with your ex-wife like <laughs> that none, all that stuff was crap you yeah. know it's like Barney deserved to finally settle down in the last season. I think it would have been really awesome to have tied him with a girl that was equally as a play girl, you know, like throughout her years. Mm-hmm. And, and that would have been a really cool way to tie that up. And I would have wrapped it up by season eight. I would have never introduced the, the mom. I can't even think of the mom's name. She was a cute, cute actress. Yeah. Like it would, but to me, she was, uh, I was the bake, uh, the, the girl that did the baking in the show oh the cupcake um, that went girl. off to paris yeah i forget the yeah. character like she was more of a mom interest than the mom was you know mm-hmm. no i agree you know it was disappointing i think that they was were... it chloe chloe's her name or something like that yeah i don't remember i know it's been so long since i've seen that season but uh in any case yeah you know just very disappointing another one that left people polarized was the two episode lost finale uh were you a big lost fan tone I was. The ending was extremely disappointing. Yeah. For those who were disappointed, it was frustrating to watch. The series raised many questions over its six seasons, and the finale never really answered them. The Flash Sideways plot was thrown in at the end, and the revelation that it was all a form of purgatory felt lazy. Many fans felt that the Flashes took away from the mystery of the island. It felt like a cop-out to ignore the unanswered questions. I agree. You know, it was just sort of a, a lazy, you know, almost one of those uh, uh, dynasty type things where they wake up and it was just a dream. Well, it wasn't a dream. Yeah. They were all in pur- purgatory. Okay, big whoop. They were all dead. They all actually died in the beginning. So it just took away, man. Plus, it didn't help. Like the last season was during that writer's strike. So That's it was right. shortened and it was just. It was crappy, man. It was like they gave us a backstory on the smoke monster and how that happened. It's just, it was lame. <laughs> um, especially, you know, we were so invested. Like at that time, that's not a show you you would stream. You know, streaming, streaming wasn't, wasn't an option yeah. back then. It was you who had to watch every week to see what the hell was going to go on. So it was a lot of time invested and wasted for that last season. 
Absolutely. And great you know, series though. I, I would I would definitely go back and watch the series again, but it was the last one sucks. You would expect the last more, seasons usually suck. Yeah. You would expect more from JJ Abrams, but uh, you know, I oh, think at yeah. this point he was invested in other projects. We still mm-hmm. have a few minutes left, folks, so if you want to chime in on your pick for the worst TV series finale of all time, by all means do so. Uh, Tony, uh, I don't know if you were the same as me, but I enjoyed two and a half men in the beginning stages through the middle and then once charlie left and they brought ashton kutcher on i I basically stopped watching what about you yeah they should have just ended the show right then and there there was no point in keeping it together it was legit based around charlie sheen Mm -hmm. john cryer did a great job as alan the brother the moochie brother but the whole fact that um they portrayed uh ashton kutcher as this drunk rich guy that just got drunk and bought charlie's house but allowed a stranger named alan to just live there it just was late that was lazy and it lost its flow it really did because ashton kutcher was a polar opposite like ashton was more like alan's friend so now it's like two buddies trying to hook up with girls and and then he still had the mooch element it just wasn't that it wasn't good yeah i'm surprised it went on for a couple more seasons that way to be honest with you well i didn't even bother watching the series finale but apparently uh creator chuck laurie ended two and a half men on a weird and meta note that didn't sit well with uh the viewers the final few seconds uh of show person uh the final few seconds show a person who is supposed to be Charlie Sheen's character approaching the house when a piano falls on him. Then it cuts to Lori sitting in a chair. He turns around and says, winning, the catchphrase of Sheen's character, and then a piano falls on him. The episode had built up Sheen's possible return and never delivered. Lori's vanity card at the end explained that Sheen didn't like the plot of the finale, so he chose not to return. You know, Chuck Lori, who is an amazing, amazing sitcom creator, Again, looks like he took sort of the cop out with uh, that ending. Oh, he did. Yeah, I remember that happening. I was like, really? Because they really hyped it up. They talked about Charlie a lot in that episode. Because the rumor was he pissed off some girl and she threw him in a train, in front of a train, so his character was dead. That was That's how they that's wrote him right. off the show. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And Man, that, I hope you talk about that '70s show. Is that on your list? It's not. Oh, if you want to give, countdown. yeah. If you want to give us just sort of a, a quick little recap, yeah. Of that so 70s. that '70s show, great, great show. I don't know how many seasons it went, but the last season, uh, Topher Grace was not interested in playing Eric Foreman anymore. He was more focused on trying to do Hollywood. Ashton Kutcher, of course, was big time with punked and movies, and he was barely. But at least he made the effort to be around for a couple episodes. But the whole last season focused on it was supposed to be the season before ended with Eric and Donna were supposed to get married. But then Eric got cold feet. He disappeared. So then they bring in um, who's late night with Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers his brother. brother. Yep. Yeah, it was the brother came in as this idiot named Randy. And I hated his character. He just mooched in. He kind of tried to fill the role of Eric Foreman. Then him and Donna had a love interest, and then they dated, and they hyped it up that you know Eric was coming back because he went on a mountain sabbatical. And then on the last episode, they made you wait until the last minute, and he was there for five seconds, and they didn't even end up together. He was there for like literally like, hey, Donna, I'm sorry. And that was it. It was a terrible finale, terrible last season. Hated the Myers brother in that. <laughs> I it did just, too. Last season just was awful of that 70s show. Yeah. Terrible. 
And then finally rounding out uh, the worst TV series finales ever, I, I think probably one of the biggest ones that come to mind is Seinfeld ending with the oh, cast yeah. in prison. Many fans were angry that the four main characters end up in prison for being bad people after making fun of a guy being mugged. The entire finale is a rehashing of all of the rude and awful things they've done throughout the seasons, but it fell out of place within the context of the show. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Mike not- just chimed in. That was his. So I'm glad you got to sign Perfect. Folks, when we come back, we've got a segment called Strange Subscription Boxes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 8th. Now, uh, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topics of the day. And there's the added bonus that if you do call in, you're entered into a monthly Phoenix Fan Gear prize contest where we draw one name for somebody to get Phoenix Fan Gear hat, shirt, maybe some other goodies as well. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is they keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, uh, tomorrow's call-in topic is terrible Christmas gifts. What have you received? (laughs) What have you given that is just either way off base for the person you're buying for or just in general is a terrible, terrible Christmas gift. So chime in now on the Phoenix line to be included in tomorrow's topic. Now, you know what's not a terrible Christmas gift? Subscription boxes. Subscription boxes are all the rage now. I mean, there are, you name it, you can find a subscription box for it. Uh, Jesse belongs to three or four that she, just over time she's picked up and then uh tony and i are fans of loot crate who i'm actually in the process of getting in as an advertiser um right now for the show because their sensibilities work so well with our sensibilities being geeky nerdy guys who love pop culture but there are oddly specific subscription boxes depending on uh who you are and what you like now tony before i get to the strange odd specific subscription boxes anyone that you subscribe to or uh, just looks interesting to you in general um i don't subscribe to any to be honest with you and it's uh not that i wouldn't want to because there is some cool stuff um there was a video game one i don't remember what they were called and what they would do is they would send you five vintage video games a month and it could be Dreamcast, Atari. You just didn't know what was in there. It was just random collection of games they just threw in a box. And so, like, that's seemed kind of neat because, you know, you might get a good game, but you also could get, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley for the Game Boy. So, <laughs> you know, that's something I would probably subscribe to. But, uh, you know, if Funko Pop did one or something, I'd be – Pretty interested in that, considering uh, the mass collection of Funko Pops I have. So I don't know. If and they... I always say I'm not going to buy more. Like I always say I'm but not going to buy more. 
And yesterday I bought two of them. <laughs> oh, dude, they have a they had a new Wolverine at Target, so I bought it because I have a Wolverine collection. Let's see if I zoom up. So up here I have like my little X Men section, and he's right there. He's got like the the black eyes and the wild crazy hair. So I have like a Wolverine collection going on right there. And then uh, later today, Carrie King of Slayer will be sitting right there. So <laughs> he was like six bucks on Amazon. So I was like, well, who doesn't want a Carrie King of Slayer one? Right. Uh, no, apparently that's cool. this metalhead does. So yeah, yeah, I'd probably do one uh, there um, as yeah. far as uh, pops I, go. I don't think pops has one specifically, but I think there is a box that includes a pop each month. I'd have to double check, but uh Regardless, you know, that is something that is specific to you. These are things that may be specific to somebody else or just plain weird. For instance, Picant Post, that's P-I-Q-A-N-T Post, is a, service, is a service that sends you a different spice each month so you'll never get tired of your own cooking. What you get are fresh spices from a different region each month so you can broaden your cooking horizons. Each month brings four new spices and four new recipes. If you're interested, that uh, one starts about $9.99 each month. So not overly okay. expensive, but not my cup of tea. No, no, not definitely not. Um, but but good on them. So spicy. <laughs> Tony, growing up, were you a sticker fan? I know you've got stickers you put on your water bottles, but uh, anything beyond that? Oh, yeah, man. When I was a kid who didn't like to take their peachy... Um, that's what they were called, right? Ours were called peaches in uh, elementary. Who didn't like stickers and just stick them, especially the scratch and sniff ones, man. Those were cool. Those were pretty cool. Well, this would be for earlier, Tony. This is sticky, S-T-I-C-K-I-I, because everything you own deserves to be covered in stickers. What you get is five or more sticker sheets each month. You can pick between cute, retro, or pop. Each box comes with sticker sheets, sticker flakes, and sometimes an extra stationary item. Runs you about ten dollars a month, which I think is a little expensive for just stickers. But uh, yeah, yeah exactly. You can only put so much. I mean, like I get stickers. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Like I on the side of my fridge, I can't show you, but I have a little fridge full of water right next to me. And on the side, I have just a collection of stickers. Like there's a sticker from Cabo, In and Out Burger, Big Choice Brewery, Bucky's, Three Eleven, and so forth. You know, <laughs> Baby Yoda's on there too. So hey, or Brogu. Cool. I know what to get Tony for Christmas. I'm just kidding. Grogu! This next strange subscription box is for uh, people who enjoy when Jupiter is in retrograde. I have no idea what that means. It's called Lunarly, a subscription service that sends you plants from Bloomscape, crystals, candles, and other beautiful treasures before each new moon. What you get are plants, crystals, candles, and more items that will help you practice mindful living. The price, $40 per month. Um, again, Whoa! yeah, a little on the expensive side. So, uh, that's just, that's too much, man, but I don't know what they cost normally. So maybe that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. All right. Let's move on with strange subscriptions. Tony, would you enjoy a box full of meat? In jail? Um, no, only if you're going with the steak of the month club, like if you're getting different cuts of steak and you're going to grill them up, then, then sure on that. Well, Amazon has a monthly subscription box called the Carnivore Club. It's a monthly box filled with glorious cured meats from local artisans. Enjoy four to six sticks of cured meats in different styles from around the world, like French charcuterie, Italian salumi, Spanish chorizo, and South African biltong. 
If the serving size isn't to your liking, they also have a snack box or a wooden crate. That one starts, wow, at 55 bucks a month. No, I'm good on that. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Okay, well, yeah. Tony, that one's not for you, but this one I, I'm sure is. The Athena Club tampon subscription, so you always are prepared from that surprise visit from Aunt Flo. Oh, Flo! <laughs> that has you written all over it, Tom. What you get yeah, is either regular or organic tampons sent to your door every one, two, or six months. You can pick light, regular, super, or super plus, and a mixture of different sizes. That one starts at about $6.50 per pack. Um, that seems a little more reasonable when it comes to the uh, subscription boxes. Of course, you know... It, it, what you're getting isn't exactly the most fun. It's more of a necessity. Yeah, it's, it definitely is. So, uh, <laughs> if obviously if you're a woman and you want to do that, then that that's great. But you could also just go to your local store and just go get some. So. Yep. Uh, moving on with our strange subscription boxes. Tony, are you a big fan of fun socks? Or are you just sort of a, like I am, you know, I get my Costco pack of bulk socks and that's what I'm good with. No, I just like my – I like getting my uh, Puma socks or my little cutoff socks from Costco when they're on sale. But like right now, you can get your eight pairs of Pumas for like 7 bucks or 8 bucks at Costco. That's, That's good. a good deal. Well, for those who like a little more flair, there is a <sighs> Socket-to-me box for a monthly supply of fun, colorful Shock socks. Socket-to-me, mama! What you get are exclusive limited edition sock designs that are only available to subscribers – you also might get some fun extras like temporary tattoos and patches. That box runs about $18.33, or at least starts there per month, and I assume goes up based on how many socks you want to get each month. So uh, something fun for the people who like socks. Yeah, no, there are a lot of people out there. My nephews are really big right now on socks. I think that is kind of the rage uh, with the younger crowd. Mm -hmm. um, the ex, uh, she loved uh, themed socks and stuff. She was big on those, and... My thing is, unfortunately, you know, like as cool as some of them do look, they look fun. I just, when are you going to show them off, you know? Right. Yeah. Like I have a pair of dress up Yoda socks that I think my aunt got me <laughs> for Christmas a few years ago. And I'll wear them but, for like dress up things, but uh, like Star Wars Day or something like that. But otherwise, they just sit in the drawer. That makes sense. Well, moving on with strange subscription boxes, this is probably the most intriguing one to me on the list. But also the strangest. It's called Letters from Dead People, a service that mails you letters from New Orleans from 100 years ago. What you get is, um, basically, now you can sort, uh, now you sort of can through a uh, service that sends you letters that paint a story with characters, scenarios, and settings all based on real history. Each month brings a new mystery for you to puzzle out. That one starts at $12.99. The name of it seemed more intriguing than what it actually is. I thought it was actual letters from dead people. That's what I thought, too. It's like, dear Tony, I'm writing you from beyond the grave. Just <laughs> kidding. I had to add this in, but here is a letter from a dead person. <laughs> dear Lois, I liked when we did the reverse cowgirl the other night. <laughs> and there are so many more on this list. Uh, I, am, I, I am... have no idea. <laughs> 
I'm going to be posting it on our Facebook page, for instance, like the WWE Slam Crate. You have the Skulls Unlimited International. But I think I'll round things out with something you mentioned, Tony. It is retro game treasure for gamers with chronic nostalgia. What you get are three to five games from the past. You can pick what consoles you want games for, like PlayStation, Dreamcast, Game Boy, and more. That one starts at $34.99, which actually sort of makes sense for that price range. So, uh, yeah. Well worth checking out, but uh, subscription boxes make great gifts, especially for the holiday season. Folks, when we come back, we are headed into the final segment of the show. You know what that means. We are headed into this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, December 8th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Moochie, boochie, moochies. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Jay. Saved Jay us from Puff. <laughs> Snoogans. <laughs> In any case, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. It is caring. Now, we care so much so. We like to drop a little knowledge. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for this day in history. Passing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right. This day in 1813, kicking things off, Ludwig van Beethoven's, I mean Beethoven's 7th Symphony in A premieres in Vienna with Beethoven conducting. Shortly after, he joined uh, Bill and Ted on their excellent adventure. Excellent! And he, and he eventually became a Koopa in Super Mario Brothers 3. It's a little Koopaling. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, It's funny. When you're a kid, you don't understand that Nintendo really just borrowed from musicians. Like, I think they named, like, Iggy and Ludwig and uh, I think Axel. I don't know all their names, but Lemmy. Lemmy was one of them. So it's like they stole a lot of names from musicians at the time. So uh, it's just uh, something I didn't get as a kid. So when you said Ludwig, I I thought of that little with the blue hair. He even had the Ludwig the do um, yeah the hair the do but it was blue so that's cool yeah i never put two and two together on that so i was today yeah. years old when i found that out which is awesome <laughs> it's always good when i could teach you something new yep moving on this it's day, rare in 1864 james clerk maxwell's paper a dynamic theory of the electromagnetic field is first read by the royal society in london of course, uh, electromagnetism uh, shapes a lot of what we do today. And so, you know, it's these pioneers who discovered these concepts and put them into effect that uh, really shaped our world as we live in now. Yeah, Magneto, baby. <laughs> 
Moving on, here's a name we mentioned yesterday. Boy, this guy must be busy around this time of year. This day in 1874, Jesse James Gang takes the train at Muncie, Kansas. Boy, he's just robbing people left and right, killing people. He's a bad hey, dude. Jesse, let's hang out with my former dog named Muncie. <laughs> ah, my here, roommate's dog, Muncie. Here's one that uh, is more just because of the name of it. I get a chuckle out of it. This day in 1915, John McRae's poem, In Flanders Fields, appears anonymous, anonymously in Punch magazine. Um, apparently he had... Oakley dokely. <laughs> uh, he and Homer have something in common. Yeah. <laughs> right, right is rain, or as we say here, left is rain. <laughs> uh, probably one of the best characters on that show. Yeah. Love it. In fact, there's a Flanders cover band that uh, they do songs all dressed as Flanders. They've got the mustache. It's hilarious. Check it Dude, out on YouTube. They're awesome. I couldn't believe the first time Flanders took his shirt off on The Simpsons. That dude's like rip, Mr. Church guy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on, this day in 1941, obviously we mentioned what happened this day yesterday, the attack on Pearl Harbor. Well, today would have been U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt's uh, speech about the Day of Infamy to U.S. Congress a day after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Um, you can still find that audio online. It's probably one of the most famous in uh, recent history. Um, I mean, even if you aren't familiar with Pearl Harbor, you've heard the term Day of Infamy. Yeah, just awful too, man. Just terrible, terrible, terrible day in the history. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Excuse me. This day in 1955, the Black Ealing comedy The Lady Killers, directed by Alexander McKendrick and starring, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Alec Guinness, is released in the UK. Uh can honestly say it's a movie I've never seen. In fact, uh, I can't tell you many Alec Guinness movies I've seen um, besides Star Wars. I think he was also in Bridge on the River Kwai, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Obi-Wan. It's the only one I get is just uh, just a New Hope. That's, that's all I can remember him in. So. Yep. Moving on this day in 1961, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain scores the second highest total in the NBA at that point, 78 points, which, I mean, that's a huge feat. That, oh, definitely. Massive. <laughs> uh, here's a movie from 1978 that was uh, quite disturbing to watch. Uh, it's a long one, wonderfully acted, but uh, disturbing nonetheless. The Deer Hunter, directed by Michael Cimino and starring Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, and Meryl Streep, premieres in Los Angeles, and it won the Academy Award for Best Picture the following year in 1979. Now, uh, have you ever seen The Deer Hunter, Tony? No, I've never seen it. You? Uh, yeah, I've seen it a couple times. It was one of those movies we had to study in film school, and uh, you know, it's these two guys who go off to the Vietnam War, and there is a chilling scene with uh, Russian roulette, um, in that movie that's just brilliantly constructed, acted, and, uh, like I said, just chilling. That's, that's crazy. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever watch it, but I know it's a, uh, it's a big part of movie history for sure. Yep. Well, this day in 1980, Annie Leibovitz has a photo shoot with John Lennon, the last person to professionally photograph him before he's murdered on the same day. Obviously, we talked about Dimebag Daryl earlier, but uh, that was on the anniversary of John Lennon's assassination on this day in 1980. Yeah, that's just 
This sad. You you ever go? Have you ever been outside the apartment where he was shot? I in, have. Uh, New York. Yep. Yeah, me too. And then you go down into the park, into Central Park. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but I mean, it's it's neat, the history right there. It is. It's a piece of history. I'm a big Beatles fan, and so that was something I absolutely had to do when I was out there. Moving yeah. on, speaking of sad, wow, this day in 1982, Sophie's Choice, directed by Alan J. Pakula, and based on William Stighton's 1979 novel of the same name, starring Meryl Streep and Kevin Kline, is released, and uh, she got the Academy Award for Best Actress the following year in 1983. Tony, have you ever seen Sophie's Choice? No, I've I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. It is chilling. It is. Uh, I, I hope it's not based on something that really happened, because having to make that choice would have been terrifying. Terrifying. Yeesh. Moving on, Yeesh. in, in uh, not-so-terrifying news, this day in 1994, Daryl Strawberry is indicted on tax evasion charges. Apparently, he snorted it up his nose, and that's where it all went. Daryl, Daryl, stop. He doesn't like that. No, we do that to all sports people. Daryl. That's another Simpson reference there. <laughs> oh, Mr. Burns had that all-star uh, softball team. That's it had uh, Daryl yeah. Strawberry, Jose Canseco, uh, Dom Mattingly, and uh, Steve Sachs. They had a lot of people. It was definitely an old episode. Yeah. All voiced by the actual uh, baseball players. Yeah, themselves. Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> this day in 1997, the eighth Billboard Music Awards. Big winners were Leanne Rimes and the Spice Girls. Tony, were you a big Spice Girls um, fan? Yeah, I like potato spice. Potato spice. She's, uh, she's potato spice, pretty hot. Yeah. My favorite um, is. Um, I was not a. I was not a Spice Girl fan. No. Oh, okay. um, my favorite. I liked. Uh, what was it Sporty? Sporty was mm -hmm. the. I, was, I thought she was cute. Yeah. My favorite was Roomba Spice. Roomba. I yeah. like Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 2010, with the second launch of the SpaceX Dragon, SpaceX becomes the first privately held company to successfully launch, orbit, and recover a spacecraft. And, of course, we've talked in the last couple days that, you know, they're trying to put another man on the moon and then eventually get somebody to Mars, which is really exciting and more than likely something we're going to see in our lifetime. I hope so. I really do. Like we talked about yesterday with uh, everything coming out. Did you – somebody even came out and said – I don't know if he's a kook or not. He could be. He said, like uh, – the aliens exist and they're going to reveal themselves soon. So, I mean, but then again, you know, I believe in all that stuff. I just don't know if it's as crazy as the guy makes it sound. That wouldn't surprise so, me. Well, with our. Yeah, to be totally 2020. Now's the time. If, exactly. if there's ever been a time, now's the time, right? Well, with our last minute, let's run into some of today's holidays, shall we? Holidays. <laughs> let's celebrate there are some weird ones today today is national this one's not weird national brownie day that sounds good to me yeah i like brownies especially when you're done baking them and you gotta release them <laughs> it is national christmas tree day okay not so weird Ooh, yeah yeah go get your christmas tree if is, i could smell i appreciate the smell of a christmas tree it is national lard day yep i need to lose some of that lard i'll be burning that off after the show <laughs> it is national pretend to be a time traveler day where we're going. Ooh, I do that every day. Speed. I think I flash forward to the end of my shift. And this one has me a little worried. Finally, it is Take It in the Ear Day. 
Well, okay. I guess it's better than taking it in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that does it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Words are hard Wednesday. In Words the meantime, are always hard every day. Enjoy your Tuesday, folks.